Hi, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Lighthearted. My name is Anna. And my name is Bracey, and we're two average gals chatting about what it means to grow. How are you growing this week? Well, I had my session with my therapist slash coach this week, and she recommended a breathing technique where you breathe in for five breaths and you breathe out for five breaths for three to five minutes twice a day. Okay. And it is supposed to help with heart brain coherence, which is where your brain syncs up to your heartbeat and it like helps regulate your whole system. It's supposed to really help with anxiety because the point is when I do the same technique and my body is used to it, it will immediately help me start to regulate my anxiety in an anxious moment. Oh my gosh. That sounds amazing. Honestly, like I can't think about our bodies too much and the things that they do all the time without us thinking about it because it overwhelms me. (laughs) Yeah, it's a lot, but it's also kind of incredible. I don't know. I think it's insane. Yeah, 100%. It's like absolutely amazing. I just like I remember, I don't know when I like realized that I felt like this, but I remember getting like a little cut or something on my hand. And then like, you know, a couple of days later it's gone. And I'm like, my body just did that on its own. It healed this little tiny cut on my hand and I didn't think about it. Like, and it just hit me like how incredible our bodies are. <laughs> it really is pretty insane. Yeah. What about you? How are you growing? Um, well, I'm on spring break this week, which is very exciting. I think I've been growing this week by standing up for myself a little bit more. Ooh, I like it. Yeah, I had a really unfortunate and disastrous experience getting my brakes replaced in my car. And I feel like a few years ago, I would have just kind of been like, oh, it's okay. Like, you know, mistakes happen type of thing. But I did not do that this time. So every time that the guy kept being like, I'm really sorry about this, I would just be like, thank you. (laughs) That's so good, though. Yeah. So yeah, lots of back and forth, a lot of like stress and anxiety. So I definitely need to practice this three to five minute, five second breathing technique. (laughs) But yeah, I'm feeling good about how I responded in this experience, at least. That's great. That's real growth. Yeah, totally. All right. So on today's episode, we are going to talk about our bucket list, which is really funny because when we were talking the other day about our bucket list, we were like, oh crap, wait, we need to make a bucket list. (laughs) Yeah, I totally had some ideas about like what a quote unquote bucket list would look like if I made one, but I definitely didn't have anything written down, which I don't know if that's normal or not. Yeah, I don't know either. I would be curious to know like how many people in the world like write down their list of things they want to do before they die, kick the bucket. But when I yeah started writing it down, it came out of me like very easily. Oh, really? I feel like... I have a few things on my list, I think, but I don't feel like my list is maybe as long as other people's would be, but I don't know. Do you feel like maybe you've already accomplished some things on your bucket list or that you would have been on there? Yes, I definitely think that's true. But I also think that I'm just pretty happy with my life in general. And so like, I don't have a lot of things that I'm like dying to to accomplish or do before I die. Okay. Well, that's good. That's a great space to be in. I think so. Yeah. All right. Tell me something that's on your bucket list. Okay, well, I mean, obviously, travel's on there. I don't think Mm -hmm. anybody doesn't have anywhere else in the world they want to go. Yeah. Well, really, my only one that I would be very disappointed if I didn't get to do it is Greece. I really want to go to Greece. Oh, yeah, for sure. We're actually looking at going probably in the next year or so. 
I also want to go back to Paris. And I've never been to the Pacific Northwest, so I would like to do oh that. Oh, my God. <laughs> but also, I want to visit you, so it works out perfectly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's just like the universe is lining up to let you come visit the PNW. Right. What travels do you have on your list? I have travel to all 50 states. Ooh. Um, I think I'm at like 20 to 25. I was like trying to go through them in my head, but I wasn't doing a great job of like counting as I was naming them. So I think I'm like halfway ish. Mm -hmm. And there's a couple of states that I'm like, well, I know I've technically been there, like Maryland, for example, because my sister Martha used to live in DC. And I've definitely like been technically in Maryland before, but I don't think I've ever like done anything in Maryland. So I'm not counting that one. Okay. So there's like a couple of states that are like that, that I'm like, I think technically I've been here, but not really. So that's on there. Living in another country is on there. Oh. Um, and then I almost put travel to every continent except for Antarctica because nobody wants to go there. <laughs> Sorry, Antarctica. But I was like, I don't know if that is like – then I had, to, I had to do some reflecting. I was like, I don't know if I actually want to do that or if I really just want to like go to Asia and South America. Okay. How feasible do you think it is that you would actually live in another country? This one is so hard for me because it's something I really want to do. And Taylor and I have talked about it for at least the last year, maybe longer, pretty frequently. But it's a big logistics game mm -hmm. and a big emotional game. Like, we don't know where we would go. It would be hard to, like, be even further away from a lot of our friends, maybe. But we also might be closer, depending on where it is, compared sure. to where I am now. So, yeah, I don't know. I think it is moderately feasible. Okay. I'm surprised that your anxiety doesn't get in the way of wanting to do that. In what way? I just think, personally, I wouldn't ever thrive in another country because I think the adjustment period would be very, very hard on my anxiety. Learning a different culture, being comfortable in the area, like in an area mm -hmm. that I didn't know, possibly a language barrier, like all of those things make me very anxious. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I totally get that. I think when I moved out to Portland, I felt super confident in my decision until literally like the night before and then I was like freaking out fully and was like sobbing and was like, am I making the wrong choice? Like fully panicking. But as soon as I like landed here, I was like, no, 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 this was right. And my rule for myself was just to say yes to everything. And so I think that that made me more comfortable more quickly. But granted, being in another country, there's a lot of other variables that I didn't have to deal with when I moved here. Yeah. I, I do think that in my mind, at least moving out of the country is a lot different than moving to a different state. No. Yeah. I totally agree. I don't think my anxiety would be nearly as bad moving to a different state. I think it's like a culture thing. Like I, like changing cultures would cause me a lot of anxiety. Mm -hmm. Well, I thought we were moving to Paris together. So this is a really big Honestly, if surprise we're moving to anywhere, <laughs> then we're moving to Paris. Okay. Listen, we know how to say cheese in French. So I think that's all we need to know. <laughs> Obviously, the cheese and the wine are the most important parts. <laughs> yeah, we got it. We'll be totally fine. All right. So what else is on there? Okay. Well, I think this is pretty common for most people. And I didn't know necessarily if it's like a bucket list item. But I mean, to be married with children was like, pretty much the only thing that I really wanted out of my life. So I'm halfway there. <laughs> <laughs> you, you were crushing it. <laughs> 
Yeah. So, I mean, I definitely want kids. So that's a big one on, on my list for sure. Do you know how many kids you want? Two. Ideally a boy and a girl. Ideally. Not that you get to choose, but. <laughs> Ideally, yes. Uh, Seb's convinced that we're going to have two girls. So I'm interested to see how that goes. I I mean, I trust him because if that's what his gut is saying, it's probably true. <laughs> also, it's funny that we're having this conversation because I feel like anytime I think about the things that I want to do before I die, like this bucket list stuff, mm-hmm. in my head, it's almost turned into like a pre-baby bucket list. It's like all the shit mm. I need to get done before we get pregnant. Yeah. Um, and there's even there's even stuff on there, like, not necessarily bucket list items, but, like, I would really love to redo our guest bathroom before we have a kid. And, like, things like that, that now I feel like I'm – honestly, I'm on a little bit of a timeline. Like, I got to get all these things done in the next <laughs> – Right. You know, because we're actually at the point where we're actively talking about when we're going to start trying. So, sure. I'm like – Oh, God. This is so soon. I got to get all this stuff done. (laughs) I am on a tight timeline. Where do you think that comes from, this feeling or this idea that you won't be able to accomplish these things that you want that are just for you or just for you and Seb if you have babies? I think I just feel like I need to get it all done before because I'm afraid that after we have kids, I just won't have that much of a life. And like, I, my priorities will change, like rightly so, mm-hmm. I think, but sure. I just don't think there will be as much focus on like doing things, especially the big things just for me. Do you feel like that is how you want it to be? Or do you feel like that's how it's expected to be? No, I don't want it to be like that. I don't think it's very <laughs> okay for me to think that way. Um, and <laughs> just making sure we're on the same page. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's definitely an area that I can work on and I should work on before we actually start trying to have kids because I don't think it's a healthy attitude for a mom to have because I don't think kids should be your end all be all because then mm-hmm. all of your self-worth and your self-image and all of that stuff ends up dependent on the kids and that is a lot of pressure to put on them. Like a happy totally. mom makes a happy family, I think. So it's definitely something I want to work on. Yeah. And I think too, it's a really good way to model for your kids that like they actually aren't your whole life and that when they grow up and if they choose to have families, they can still accomplish things they want to accomplish that are separate from their kids. So yeah, totally agree. Easier said than done for sure. I also didn't really realize that this was a fear that I had until recently. So we'll, uh, we'll just work on that. (laughs) Yeah. It's an area of growth. Definitely. And I would imagine that a lot of parents, feel this way. Like the idea of taking a vacation for themselves or going back to school, maybe, I don't know, whatever they would want to do that's on their bucket list, they feel a lot of guilt if it isn't benefiting their kid in some way. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, getting married is definitely on my bucket list. Kids, TBD. So (laughs) We'll see. So it's not everybody wants a family. (laughs) However, I do have on my bucket list that I would like to have a large, medium, and a small dog all at the same time. So (laughs) really, that is fascinating. (laughs) Yeah, I would love to have like a big like Bernie's mountain dog. Oh my gosh, I love those so much. They're so cute. And then we have Mimi, who is like kind of medium sized. And then Taylor would really love to have a French bulldog. Interesting. I have mixed feelings about small dogs. I'm not a small dog person. Same necessarily, but they are cute. If it would be nice to have a cuddle partner that I'm like, oh, I can literally just like pick you up and put you on my lap. 
That'd yeah. be nice. My mom has a schnoodle and she's very cute, but in general, small dogs are so yappy and I can't, mm-hmm. I, I don't like it. Yeah. I would definitely need to have like a yard in this scenario as well. So I could just send them out. <laughs> I mean, I think that's um, clutch for your mental health as a dog parent in general. Like it's so nice to just be able to <laughs> open the back door and be like, okay, it's time to go out. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> yep. Um, okay. What else is on yours? All right. So we have a family lake house and it's pretty old. We fixed it up a little bit over the last few years, but my, one of my big dreams is to make enough money that I can just like tear that house down and put a new one up, like a nice new build designed by me, beautiful Mm -hmm. lake house. Like that is the dream. That sounds wonderful. I can't wait to come stay there. (laughs) You're welcome anytime. Thank you. Because I've already been to the current lake house and And you were there before we did anything to it. So it was like brown shag carpet and oh, it's just bad. I think it was built in the 80s. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, it's a great spot. Like perfect lot. Yeah. It's awesome. Just needs a new house. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, similarly on my bucket list is to build a house. Not myself, but to, you know, <laughs> you know, uh, pick out, pick out all the things. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also to renovate one room all by myself. Interesting. Okay. Or so maybe Taylor could help, but you know. That sounds fun. Those seem contradictory to me though. Like, are you gonna just do a bunch of like wallpaper and maybe some molding in one of the rooms as like a renovation? Or do you want to renovate in an older house and then also have a new build somewhere else? Yeah, I think these are like separate house okay. lives. Yeah. Um, Do you feel like you're more of a new build person or like an old home person? I feel like I'm a mix. Either or. Yeah. I really love – if I was going to have a new build, I would want it to be like pretty modern looking. Mm-hmm. But if I'm picking out like an older home, I'd want it to have a lot of character. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but I obviously already have my house picked out that I would like to build one day, at least the outside. The inside, I have no idea what it would look like yet, but the outside, I have it. What ready. does the outside look like? It is brick and white, and it has two, I guess, A-frame is what they call it on the outside. Is okay. that the right word? It has an arch door, which I love. The brick is painted white, and then it also has some like green in it. I don't know. What's it called? Is it like a tre- tresses? So like on the brick, it has like some wood. Trellis. Trellis. Has some trellis on it. Look at you with all your house names. You're so good. <laughs> you know all the words. Um. Well, similarly, my like home home goal or bucket mm-hmm. list goal, I guess, is to own a 60s ranch. A 60s ranch? Like it was built in the 60s? Yes. Okay. Why like, 60s ranch? I love them. Like mid-century modern-ish. Like doesn't have to be stereotypically mid-century modern, but I love mm-hmm. in the 60s, the houses were just like big and long and I just love them. Like the style, I just love it so much. And I feel like in the this house we're in now and the townhouse I had before this, I was kind of molding my personal style to match the house, which I think is mm-hmm. important to do because I think it looks really weird if you walk into a house and it doesn't at all match the exterior. Right. But I would just love to have a house that's just like me all over. And I feel like yeah. I won't have that until I have a 60s ranch. 
Do you feel like the house you're in right now is your forever home or no? No, definitely not. Okay. I don't even know that I believe in the concept of a forever home, at least for me. Like, I, I think that there are people that are like, there are people that move into a house, they get it exactly the way they want it, and they want to stay there forever. And I, mm-hmm. I commend them for that. But like, basically, what happens to me is like, when I get to the point where there's nothing else for me to improve or change, I'm just like, well, this is boring. Like, now what do I do? I yeah. just like to have ideas churning and like things to make better. And I, and once I'm to that point where I don't think I can do anymore, then I want to move again. You're ready to go. Yeah. So that's really fun though. Yeah. I think we will, we had anticipated being in this house for probably about 10 years, definitely after we have kids. But the other day, Seb actually asked me, he was like, would you be upset if we moved sooner than we thought we would? And I was like, no, if we feel like we're done, then like, let's go. I love that. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how long it takes. Okay. Not in a rush. Yeah. Got time. What else is on your list? I feel like the rest of my things are just like a few little random things. Like I want to ride in a hot air balloon. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. I have attempted to go to hot air balloon festivals for the last probably four years. And for some reason or another, either like they've gotten canceled or something has come up the weekend I was going to go that I like could not go to. So yeah, the universe has just been like, you're not ready yet. yet. (laughs) You're going to be overwhelmed by how beautiful and giant these hot air balloons are. (laughs) So we need you to wait. I'm really excited. Maybe, maybe the next year might be my time finally. And actually fun fact, Taylor's parents, after they got married, they rode away in a hot air balloon. Shut up. (laughs) That's amazing. Isn't that cool? But also, I'm like, it's kind of scary. Like, where does it go? Like, where did it land? I don't know. I have a lot of questions. But wait, can you just pretty cool adopt that as your wedding exit? That would be so cute. Oh, that would be really fun. Yeah, that's a great idea. Just gonna just gonna float away, guys. <laughs> great. I'm here for any other wedding ideas you might need. Okay, perfect. Good, good. Okay, what's something else on yours? Okay, I only have one more. And this is really okay. random, but I've always wanted to give a TED Talk. I have no idea what I would give a TED Talk on. Also, I have terrible stage fright, so that's probably not a good idea. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just feel like it would be so fun. Also, uh, Seb and I went to the TED conference that was in Raleigh a couple of years ago for his birthday. Mm-hmm. It was just so fun. Yeah, I could totally see you doing that. Honestly, I could see you and Seb doing one together, maybe on human design or something. Yeah, I think we could do a talk on something together. I feel like we worked well enough that that would be good. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, I don't really know. Because I feel like if he were to give a TED Talk, it would be on farming. Like, he would definitely. Yeah. I mean, I asked him about his bucket list when I was preparing for this episode. And he said, farm, farm, farm. Perfect. Like, okay. At least he knows what he wants. That's true. I think it's so nice when people know what they want. Yeah. It's a a quality, I feel like, in people or something that is often overlooked or like not given enough like oh wow like that's actually amazing it is amazing and it's just so nice for him not to worry about it either and Mm -hmm. i almost even put it on my bucket list that i want that for him that is one of my goals is to make sure he can have his farm (laughs) wow what a great partner you are thanks okay my last two that are just super random one is to get my esthetician's license I can't wait till you do that. Do you know that you told me, I, I can't remember if we were recording the podcast when you said it or not, but you told me one time that you wanted, you had a pipe dream to, of being like an esthetician who is also a therapist or something like that. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. that sounds like the best combination because you can be talking about your feelings and also getting a facial at the same time. Right. I'll clean out your pores while you empty your brain of all the things that you are thinking about. 
I think it's really <laughs> a really perfect. great idea. Um, okay, well, along the same lines and funny that you bring that up is my last thing is to get my uh, therapy license. Well, there you go. <laughs> done and done. Great. I can't wait for us to plan your business. <laughs> I can't either. Start brainstorming some names, some concepts, some logo ideas. I feel um, like you will make a killing on Instagram just talking about feelings and also showing people how to do their skincare. <laughs> I can already see like the series, like the highlight reels of me, like doing my routine while also giving people advice on things. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be great. Okay. Well, do you have any highlights that you've already done that you would have considered a bucket list item before? Yes, definitely. I have gone on many road trips, like probably more than the average person, I think. And although I don't know that it would have been something I put on my bucket list at the time, like post road trip, it absolutely is on there. So I've road tripped from North Carolina to Portland once, North Carolina to Seattle once. I've road tripped from Seattle to San Diego. Um, and then this past summer, Taylor and I road tripped around Utah and went to a bunch of national parks. So those are all things that I'm really happy I did and has helped me hit my 20 to 25 states that I've been to. Yeah, um, for sure. And then the other thing is in college, I backpacked for like three and a half weeks around Europe with my sister and one of her friends. And I'm going to go ahead and say, because I know Martha will call me on it if I don't mention this, that while I was there, I did cry a lot. I was incredibly homesick. Honestly, this is the exact same experience I had with study abroad, and I am still so glad I did it, and it's on my list of things that I would consider bucket list items. Okay, tell me about that. Okay, so I studied abroad in Lille in France. It's in the north of France. Um, I did not know that you studied abroad. That's I so did. cool. I uh, did, and the weather there is kind of like England, like it's gloomy and rainy a lot, mm -hmm. and I need vitamin D to thrive, so... Okay. Good Between the culture shock and the, the weather, I was just kind of bluesy a lot during the trip, mm -hmm. but it was still a really good experience. Okay. Yeah. I was – I don't really know. I had a lot of anxiety that somebody at home was going to die while I was there or that I was going to die. I don't know. It was like a lot of anxiety. And at that time, I didn't even know I had anxiety, which is funny to like look back on that. Mm -hmm. um, but – I was totally fine during the day, like when we were doing stuff and we were going around and I saw all these amazing places, would absolutely do it again in a heartbeat, even if I knew I was going to cry a lot. But at nighttime, when I would like be in the bed, I would get like just overwhelmingly sad and would cry a lot. I was like, at one point I was trying to go home. Wow. Um, yeah. I actually think that that might be more common than people realize for, especially for your first long trip abroad. Yeah. I feel like I get a little bit homesick anytime I travel abroad, but that first trip was really hard for me. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, I'm glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> it's fine. Also, I'm just so proud that you actually cried. <laughs> I know. Who am I? <laughs> Maybe I was actually living my best self when I was in Europe because I was in touch with my emotions more than I am now. Maybe. Um, okay. What else is on your list of things you've already done that you're super happy about? Okay. So on the topic of Europe, we went to Italy for our honeymoon. And I'm so glad mm -hmm. we did that. I'm also super glad that we did it the way we did it because we're not big, like, we're not very active travelers. Like we don't want a, a lot of things to do. So we only planned two cities to be in. And we basically just walked around and hung out and like, 
did a lot of low key stuff and it was mm-hmm. so nice and relaxing after a very exhausting wedding. Yeah. That sounds really amazing. What two cities did you go to? We went to Livorno, which is on the coast. It's like okay. a really small place and we honestly didn't even put that much thought into it. We just found a cute little city on the coast and it rained most of the time we were there. And there was also a national holiday, which meant that everything was shut down, but it was just, (laughs) it was, I know it was actually perfect because we were so exhausted. We spent a lot of the time in our Airbnb, which was really cute. It had like one of those rooftop courtyards. Oh, that sounds beautiful. Yeah. And And you're on the coast of Italy. So yeah, (laughs) I know we found this one neighborhood restaurant that we loved and we went to it like three times. (laughs) <laughs> and it was just really relaxing. And then after that, we went to Florence and spent uh, okay. almost a week, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah. So That's lovely. That was great. Um, I also did, when I was in high school, I did a trip called Teens Camping Tour of the West. And it is a trip for about a month where you hit like 23 states, I think it is. It's a camping trip. So we slept outside. We went to California and back. It was really fun and also just like – it was just a really great experience and I'm glad I did it. Yeah. That sounds awesome. It was pretty amazing. Not going to lie. Yeah. And then I guess – I mean, obviously, I'm really glad I married Seb. So that <laughs> was one of the things on my bucket list for sure. Okay. All right. So of all the things that are on your your bucket list, why why are they on there? Good question. I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of things you you can put on a bucket list. And there are surely things outside of what I've talked about today that I would like to do. Mm -hmm. But I feel like these are just kind of me keeping a pulse on what I want most out of life, which to me, it's kind of simple. Like if I don't get much of anything else out of my life, besides honestly, the kids, then I'll be fine. Like I'm I'm not going to be upset if any of these things don't happen. Um, It's just a way to keep a pulse on like, well, I want to keep moving in the direction of doing things that I love. So a bucket list is a good way to do that. It's a great answer. Also, it's really interesting to me, though, that you would be totally fine if none of this happened. Do you feel differently? I don't know. I think I might. Like later in life, I'd be like, oh, I wish I had done that. Like obviously mm. ride in a hot air balloon. But <laughs> <laughs> That's an easy one, one to thing. do, though. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's impossible to fully know, I guess, until – for me, at least, feels impossible to know, but maybe not. I don't know. It's hard to say, too, because I know for both of us and everybody, like your priorities and what you want in life can change as you get older or as other things in your life happen that influence you and all of that jazz. So, Well, in that same vein, do you feel like the idea of achieving some of these things distracts a little bit from like everyday joy and like finding happiness in what you're doing now? Or are you ever influenced by comparing to what other people are doing? And that like, that influences your bucket list? I feel like bucket lists are such a it's such a nebulous idea, the idea of a bucket list. And I feel like everybody's interpretation is probably a little bit different. Yeah, for sure. That's a good question. I think, well, for me, for why these are on my list, I feel like they're all like pretty big potentially life-changing experiences that I'm going to have to plan for. Like none of these things I'm just going to like fall into on accident or something. I'm going to have to put an effort to make these things happen. That's interesting that you frame them as like life-changing experiences that you're seeking out though. Cause that, yeah, that's just fascinating because that's not the way that I think about them. <laughs> I, I love that we find this, I think in like every episode that the way that we think about the same topic is 
totally different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that they are currently a distraction from like me finding joy in my day-to-day life. But I do think that it's easy sometimes to get caught up in ignoring like how to make your life the way you want it every single day and like waiting for this next big thing that you're going to get to do. Um, I agree. So I think it's just important to like keep that in check. And I definitely have been in that headspace before. I think probably a lot of people have been definitely in COVID like just you're just it feels like you're just waiting to like finally get to go do something. I wonder how much that has changed people's outlook though because to me it's like well if we have this never ending or like can't we can't predict when this is going to end situation to me that might encourage people to like stop looking forward to x y and z and like just try to maximize their happiness in the moment mm-hmm. but i also do think there are a lot of people who are you know just dying to be able to go to a restaurant yeah absolutely plan a trip all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I think it's exciting and fun to have a bucket list if you want to. But yeah, I totally agree with what you're saying. Like being happy with how your normal life is, like your normal day to day is more important probably than knocking these things off. But they're nice to knock off too because they're fun. Yeah, for sure. I would love to challenge you or maybe challenge each other to knock off one thing on our list in the next year from today. I feel like that's so hard because all of the ones on my list are like kind of big. Well, you did say that you are maybe going to go to Greece. That's true. That would probably be the most reasonable for us to do in the next year. Yeah. What about you? Same. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe ride in a hot air balloon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Wait. Oh no. Okay. I totally left one off. I just saw it and this one is like probably the most important. Okay. So sorry. All right. There is a place in Big Sur, California. You can stay. I think it's called the Treehouse Resort. You can stay in a yurt and they have outdoor bathtubs. Okay. And taking a bath outside. <laughs> is on your bucket list. Of course it is. <laughs> it's on my bucket list and I can't believe I almost forgot it. Wow. Yeah. So maybe that one. I might could do that in the next year. Wait, does it have to be specifically that one place in Big Sur or can you just take a bath it- outside anywhere? It doesn't have to be, but I would love to go to that place in Big Sur. It looks absolutely gorgeous. It's like on the coast, so you get to like look at the ocean while you're in the bathtub. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that does sound great. But alternatively, if you wanted to do an outdoor bath, you could just look up places in your area that have an outdoor bathtub. That's true. That sounds easy. It does. And also nice. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't even like baths that much, but I would very much prefer a bath outside than inside. Okay. Well, when you come visit me, I will find us some An outdoor tubs. Awesome. <laughs> Great. Preferably Absolutely. two side by side so we could take a bath at the same time. <laughs> Obviously. Maybe one big bath so we can just like get in together. Who knows? Oh, Who boy. Knows? It's getting crazy over here. <laughs> All right. Well, on the topic of bathtubs, <laughs> do you feel like bucket lists are a privileged thing? I think that the opportunities to act on some of the things – on a bucket list are definitely based on privilege. Mm-hmm. And I think that the ability to have big dreams sometimes is a product of privilege. Yeah. But I don't think the bucket list itself is privilege. Like, I think everybody should sure. have a dreams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. A hundred thousand percent. Is that too much percent? <laughs> hundred thousand. Love it. A hundred thousand percent. <laughs> okay. 
Well, if you guys have any really exciting bucket list items that you would like to share with us for inspiration, we'd love to hear it. You can email us at lightheartedpodcasts at gmail.com. And of course, please follow us on Instagram at lightheartedpod. Talk to you next week. Bye.